0: This is the official podcast of the Academy for Women in Academic Emergency Medicine Anniversary Interviews, celebrating 10 years of progress. This is your host, Michelle Lynn. Today, I chat with Dr. Tracy Madsen, the president-elect of AWEM in 2019-2020, and an assistant professor at Brown. We speak about how she herself, as a medical student, didn't perceive the need for women-focused professional organizations, and how advancing her career has demonstrated the critical need for organizations like AWEM. Dr. Madsen, tell me about where you are currently in your career.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. This is really exciting. I'm an assistant professor of emergency medicine at Brown University in Providence. Um, and I've been there since residency and did my training and my fellowship there. And I'm now faculty there.
0: Tell me about how you spend your time at work.
1: Sure. So I'm really enjoying my current um, my current kind of balance of of roles and responsibilities. Um, So I have my clinical work, which I love. I'm at Brown in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, But then I also do a lot of research, which I love as well. Um, So I'm doing mostly sex and gender focused research. I'm part of the division of sex and gender in the Department of Emergency Medicine at Brown. Um, And my research, my particular research focuses on stroke um, with a little gender disparities work, um, kind of fit in on the side. Um, but most of what I'm doing is sex and gender differences and stroke. So we're looking at um, differences in um, treatment in the emergency department and that's really where, where it all started because I work in the emergency department and that was the natural beginning. Um, but now have really expanded um, to thinking about prevention. How can we take sex specific approaches to approaches to stroke prevention? How can we take sex-specific approaches to improving stroke outcomes? And it really goes um, kind of the whole gamut from prevention to outcomes. Um, And that's what I'm working on right now.
0: Great. Um, And how was it that you got to where you are right now?
1: That's a huge question. Um, I'm trying to think. There's been so many influences to get me um, kind of where I am. And I would say mostly mentorship and colleagues and Really just following the things that I'm passionate about which is mostly sex and gender and um, looking at things through a gender lens which includes thinking about women in the workforce and women in academic emergency medicine.
0: And how did you first cultivate that interest?
1: So it started a long time ago probably all the way back to college and we don't have time to go all the way back that far. but. Um, I've always been very interested in, in women and in caring for women and how I can help um, improve the health of women and so that really drove me to go into medicine to begin with, but I always thought that I would be end up in a field that was traditionally women's health, so thinking about. Um, OBGYN and thinking about domestic violence and all of those traditionally women's health issues Um, but really just fell in love with emergency medicine and then from there figured out how i could incorporate um, my interest in sex and gender and women's health within emergency medicine
0: that's terrific and what motivated your initial involvement with awem
1: so i would have to say mentors again my mentors have been wonderful and really pulled me into leadership positions even before i knew that i was ready um, and so I had mentors like Esther Chu and Allison McGregor and Bosma Softar. Um, all of these leaders in AWAM um, that kind of tagged me and said, you should do the didactics committee for AWAM. And um, these are great ideas. You'll get to work with um, senior people in emergency medicine and network. And that's how it started As I as a fellow um, I joined AWAM and then started as the committee uh, the committee chair for didactics and started planning didactics for SAEM and just had a great time um, thinking about didactics that would help other women advance in emergency medicine and then, like I said, meeting people in the field.
0: Tell me about some of the other projects that AWAM has gotten you involved
1: in? Sure, so one of the other committees that I have loved being involved with with AWIM is the research committee. Um, The research committee does great work, puts out a ton of papers and really about very interesting and relevant topics. So one of the papers that we put out when I was head of the research committee was a paper looking at gender disparities in salary in academic emergency medicine Um, and that was another kind of pivotal point for my career that I think um, really Um, got me engaged in thinking about how we can help women advance in emergency medicine. um, And that we can put information out there, we can start thinking about solutions and strategies and that was really all through the AWAM research committee. Um, The opportunity to use the data, to write the paper, and to network with colleagues who wanted to um, think about the same issues.
0: And now you're president-elect. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. And what prompted you to pursue that role?
1: again and this is a theme through my career is mentorship like people senior people coming and saying you're ready like let's do this knowing that this is my area of interest and that it fits very well within my career trajectory and I love working with AWARM in general but having mentors say Tracy I think you're ready let's let's do this and that's really how how it happened so something I've been thinking about for a few years and looking up to role models and past presidents and thinking I would love to do that someday but when When will it be kind of my time? When will I be ready to do that? And really having mentors kind of push me in that direction.
0: That's great. That's really important. And tell me about your vision for your
1: upcoming term. Sure. So I'm really excited to learn the ropes and to learn from the incoming president, Dr. Agarwal, about um, the leadership of the of the academy. My vision really is to move forward from thinking about all of the disparities in medicine and academic emergency medicine that women face, and all the challenges, and thinking about how we form solutions, um, because we're seeing study after study that's showing gender disparities in salary, advancement. Um, ability to choose the track that you want to go on and they're just it's issue after issue but really thinking about how we can fix these um, solutions and I think that we're ready for that. I think the field is really um, becoming more and more aware of the disparities and more accepting that these disparities are real and that they can't be explained away. Um, so it's, now it's time to fix them and I think that's my vision for for AWAM to really be the leading organization in emergency medicine that's strategizing. Um, and finding solutions to these disparities and encouraging women to go into emergency medicine and know that they're gonna have, um, or hope that they have more equality in coming years.
0: Great, can you describe any um, maybe current or future AWM initiatives that you think are gonna support these goals?
1: That's a great question. I think one is collaboration with other academies and again, um, really finding strategies to disparities in emergency medicine. Part of that is based on getting other people engaged. We can't do this alone. We have to have our male colleagues and our female colleagues and really everyone on the same page and understand that these disparities exist in everyone at the point that that we want to fix it. And so I think one of the things is collaborating with other groups and other academies um, and showing people that this really does affect everyone, not just AWAM and not just women. And, in medicine and that uh, we need to work together to find solutions, whether it's salary, transparency, transparency, bringing this to light, talking about this in open forums, um, coming up with the white papers. um, and Those are all things that we're working on currently, I would say.
0: Great. How do you anticipate the professional needs of women in academic emergency medicine will change in the next 10 years?
1: I think we're going to just keep asking for closer and closer and closer to equality, and I think for a long time, women in medicine and women in a lot of professions have settled for less than um, less than equality and settled um, for well i 'm a woman, like we 're going to have disparities, and it is what it is, and kind of accepting that. Um, but I think as I'm seeing trainees, so I'm, as I'm seeing my residents train and ju- faculty more junior to myself, um, just getting really frustrated with these issues, I think people are, will not accept it anymore. And I think um, the women that are coming up in the ranks are going to be expecting equal salaries, equal advancement, um, support for maternity leave, et cetera. Um, they're really going to expect equality in all aspects.
0: With that lens, how do you think that leadership roles in women-focused professional organizations are considered for the purposes of academic advancement?
1: So that's also a great question. I think, for me, involvement in women-focused organizations like AWAM, AMWA, um, other organizations that I'm involved in that have um, really a gender focus have been critical to my career in providing the support that I need. Um, And as I've mentioned throughout the interview, kind of the mentorship and those... Um, senior leaders in emergency medicine um, identifying younger women saying you're ready, you're ready for this leadership position and really putting you into roles that maybe you wouldn't put yourself into. Um, and so naturally those leadership roles, papers, publications that, um, that people kind of nominate you to do all go towards promotion and go towards career, career advancement.
0: I'm going to transition a little bit more to questions about your career in a broader sense. How do you feel like gender has affected your own career development? I know it's always been an interest of yours, but has it impacted your career growth in any way?
1: That's a great question. I'm not sure. I mean, I think when you look at your own career and kind of reflect, the natural thing is to think like, oh, I haven't experienced any any issues or any um, disparities. Uh, But I think being a woman in emergency medicine, like – all of my colleagues, or many of my colleagues I know, have experienced being called something other than doctor, whether it's nurse, or um, not being not being called doctor, being called by the first name, where your male colleagues are being called doctor so and so without any um, any thought is just can be frustrating and and difficult when you've worked so many years to get to where you are. Um, but I think being parts of organizations like AWAM and the other organizations that I'm in, speaking with mentors and colleagues about this really just um, turns those frustrations into um, inspiration and really makes you want to do something about these issues and talk about it and write about it and, um, and change things.
0: How do you feel like involvement in AWAM has translated into greater gender equity in your own work environment?
1: So as I was mentioning, when I um, was on the research committee, was the head of the research committee for AWIM, and we decided that we were going to write kind of a status update paper on the salary disparities in medicine issue. Um, That really um, transpired into a lot of changes, even in my own department, and I'm hoping in other departments as well, but it really brought to light that, yes, there is still still a salary disparity in emergency medicine, um, even after adjusting for all of these factors that people typically use to um, kind of explain away any disparity. So maybe women work less clinical hours, maybe they're taking longer leaves, maybe they're not as productive, et cetera, et cetera, which really just, it's not true, and that's not, there is a disparity despite all of, um, despite all of these other confounding issues. So after we put out that paper, I think it really got people talking, even in my own department. About one is there a disparity in our department? Do we need to look into this? And what can we do to make things better? What can we do to make sure that um, that we are doing regular audits of salaries? And so we've had multiple task forces and committees, even with, within my own department at Brown, looking into potential issues and making sure. Um, that things are as equal as possible. Um, And really just opening the conversation has been the first step, I think, in our own department. Um, Asking our leadership to meet with us and talk about issues that we're concerned about as women, and it's gone um, really well, I think.
0: What career accomplishment
1: would you say that you're most proud of? So one of the things that I'm very proud of um, is becoming president elect of AWAM. It's a an organization that I've really valued for many years and has done amazing things for my career. So to think that I could kind of pay back and give back and, and serve the organization as a president in a couple of years is really exciting for me because there are just so many um, amazing women that are part of the organization. I think our last count was like over 500 people that are on our site, so to think that I would be a leader of all of these amazing women is um, really just humbling for me. I'm very excited.
0: Great. What piece of advice would you give a younger version of yourself or an AWAM member at an earlier stage of her career?
1: So I think the advice that I am still giving myself, so I would give to the younger version of myself as well, is to put yourself out there, um, push a little bit, um, do things that you think you're not quite ready for because you're probably ready for them. You have the skills, you have the knowledge, um, and if you don't have every little piece you can learn on the job, and I think that's one thing that um, I know that I do and I think other women probably do as well, kind of hold back um, in taking that next step in their career until they feel they're 100% ready. Um, but to really um, push yourself a little bit early before you think you're totally ready because you're probably ready. Anything
0: else I haven't asked you about AWAM anyway, about, or about yourself that you'd like to share?
1: So I think one of the things I think, um, when I think about women-focused organizations, and this is actually um, something I've thought about for several years, because even through medical school, I was very involved in gender-focused and women-focused organizations like AMWA. Um, I think there are a lot of trainees and junior people in, in medicine um, that feel, um, like we're in 2020 we don't need this everything is fine we don't I don't need to be part of women focused organizations um, but really it's critical and I think as trainees go through the process they realize um, that there are issues with disparity in medicine and that um, forming networks and bonds with your women colleagues and really um, learning more about this these disparities and how we can fix them. Um, is critical, and that's been something for my career that I've um, that I've really cherished cherished over the years.
0: Last question. So, please name three other AWEM members you think we should interview. Maybe one around your career stage, one slightly more junior, one more senior.
1: So, I would say the one that's slightly um, junior to me that is amazing, and I am amazed. Is, am amazed of the more I, I get to know her, Tanisha Wilson. I don't remember if I recommended her last time, but she's at Brown, um, and she was a resident she was a junior resident to me when I was in residency and just to see kind of her career trajectory, trajectory has been great. She's um, working at Brown still and working on diversity and inclusion in emergency medicine. Um, I think she's just uh, amazing and really an up and coming star in emergency medicine. So that's the junior and then you said one around the same stage and one senior. Um, I don't recall if you've interviewed, have you interviewed Libby Nestor or Catherine Cummings? They're both amazing. They've been my uh, kind of women in emergency medicine role models since I started in emergency medicine and I can remember starting as an intern at Brown um, and having these strong female role models clinically that were just like amazing clinicians um, and were some of the first women in our group at Brown when there were very few women um, in our group in emergency medicine, and just seeing them, co- seeing them, um, and learning from them about clinical um, care in the ED has been um, spectacular. They're also great mentors. They're sponsors. They're amazing. And I don't know what what I'll do when they when they leave or if they leave Brown. But um, so I would say those two for senior, uh, more senior people, um, and then around the same career stage. Um, Naz Kareem, who's um, great, she's, um, she's part of the leadership um, of GEMA this year, um, and she's great. She's doing lots of international work, and again, um, kind of up-and-coming in leadership in emergency medicine, um, she would be a great interviewee.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Madsen. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please check out the other AWEM 10th Anniversary interviews on SAEM and Feminem, and the regularly scheduled Feminem podcast featuring stellar women emergency physicians. If you're not already an AWEM member, please consider joining by adding a complimentary Academy membership when you renew your SAEM dues.
1: This is Michelle Lin, signing off.